You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 266. Today, you're going to be listening to a behind the scenes of a VIP day I had to actually create my three sessions for the virtual conference. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, all. So this conversation is actually very behind the scenes, and I did get full permission from Helena, who I worked with on creating really incredible content for my three sessions at the virtual conference coming up. And I thought it would be interesting because, you know, as, you know, the VIP day obsessed lady over here, I thought it would be cool to kind of share a little bit of the conversation that we had and and where I thought it was important to highlight, you know, my knowledge, my experience, my expertise but also, you know, marry that with what I really thought, you know, our audience at System Save Me needed to hear and how I could motivate, encourage, and support our audience through creating and selling incredible VIP days. So what you're about to hear is, again, just a bit, it was a three-hour session, so you're not going to hear the entire three hours, but this is just a quick bit where you're going to hear Helena ask me questions and we kind of go back and forth and banter just really about what I want all of you to know. And then we married that into the content for the conference. So go ahead and roll the clip. I don't want to say I didn't care about my sessions, but like there were so many other things that felt higher priority to me that I was just like, whatever, I'll just like pull some stuff together and it'll totally be fine. And it was fine. And people learned and it was great. But then this time I want to be a a bit more intentional. We are doing it a week out. And I just... I really want it to round out the entire experience since I have three sessions, like one at the beginning of the day, day one, and then one at the beginning of day two and end of day two. So basically the way that it'll work for today is we'll brain dump a ton of stuff on each of those three sessions, get it all out there. And I'm going to take a ton of notes. And then after the call, it's like the split VIP day version where after the call, I'm going to go back sort through everything that we talked about and make it into like a really comprehensive outline for each one and a structure that makes way more sense because the brain dumping phase is obviously messy (laughs) as always. You did this conference once before. Yeah. Yeah. I've technically done it twice before, but once before live, like I'm doing it this time, the time before that was pre-recorded. So I don't, it's like, I count it, but like not really. And something that's really cool about this round is that we are offering a $5,000 grant, one person who is a paid ticket person. And we came up with that because it's our event is during, you know, Women's History Month. And the first day of the conference is on International Women's History Day. And so there could be something on that first session that really leans into women. And so let's kind of dive into then that superpower women aspect. So what is your philosophy about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of instinctually, I tend to have a very masculine approach to things. So I always like lean in a little bit and not think a little differently because it is part of me, but I have this command 
nature about me when I come into a room like if you're not going to respect me and if you're not going to bring your brilliance then I'm out like I'm not here for like the (laughs) willy-nillies so that's not necessarily I guess a whatever feminine trait I suppose but what I love about having a company that employs all women that you know our program is all women most of my clients have been women and what I've just seen is like it's almost this like when women like actually believe in themselves, it's like one of the most treasured experiences. Like I think about, you know, men just, you know, think they're great at everything and it is what it is. <laughs> but like when women like get over themselves, I guess yeah. I would say it, it really like the world is their oyster. Well, let's talk a little bit about the high ticket thing. So we touched on that, but I want to get into that more deeply. So like when you're first talking about this, there's all the normal hangups of like, how the hell can I do this thing? Like, this seems impossible. And I mean, I too remember like when $3,000 a day seemed like completely unreasonable. But I'm curious, like, what are the other misconceptions or hangups that people have that like really stop them or like stop them from even trying or doing it? A little bit of like, if they've ever had to do a price increase of their services and it went poorly Mm. um, or they lost clients, then they're like, oh, this is proof that I can't charge more because I've already tried with my current clients to increase my price or whatever else and clients left me or whatever the case, or they refuse to pay me more. So therefore no one will pay me more. And so they just don't believe that not even just someone will pay me, but just someone will pay in general, like more money. I think there are people, some people who say like, oh, what if I don't, you know, if I run out of time, which sometimes happens. Yeah. It happened to me. And what I do is I just bonus an extra hour. Yeah. And again, I haven't had any clients be like, this is preposterous or like whatever. Yeah. Like they're like, all right, like, cool. And like, that's it. What do you wish people understood about the money? The money in the sense of like it being. In terms of like, what do you wish people understood about charging high ticket? Mm. Um. I definitely, a biz bestie of mine, Georgia Hawk said it best. Like people are not purchasing or buying like your worth. Yeah. Like your worth is priceless. Every single person, like you can't possibly charge what you're worth. Like that's just not possible. Like people are charging like the value or the transformation that you're providing them. Yep. And so really separating those two things is something that I fully believe in. And I think it's hard for people to think that way because a lot of times their business feels like an extension of themselves and a lot of it is, but if you are unable to separate, you know, your value and your worth, like you're going to have a really hard time because everything's going to feel personal. Cause if people are saying no to you on calls, you feel like they're saying no to you. Yeah. And that feels way worse than if someone's like, no, I don't need that thing. It's like, all right, bye. Um, So I think that is really something that people should know. What happened to you on the inside when you started charging high ticket? Mm, I recognized, honestly, for me, I, from the jump, like I didn't ever feel like they were paying for me or that it was attached to my worth. Yeah. I was pretty good at separating like, okay, they're paying for the skills or the process that I'm giving them, not me. And that allowed me to, again, I was let go by a client and it wasn't fun. Yeah. So like, didn't take it 
super personally. Yeah. I just was like, all right, like that revenue's gone. So like now I have to replace that revenue. Totally. And I think on the inside, it also showed me that like, again, you can, like you really are in charge of the price. Your clients can barter, they can trade, they can do whatever they want to do. But yeah. also like you are in control of like saying you'll accept it or not. Yeah, there are people who value time and there are people who value money. Most people are focused on people who value money. Meaning yeah. that I don't want to give any of my money away. So yes. I'm going to like, however long it takes is fine, but like, I'm going to keep my money and I would rather spend less money and have it take longer. That feels better to me. Then there's people who are like, I value my time. I do not want to spend a ton of time on this. Yep. And so therefore I'm willing to give away more money, right? I'm willing to pay for more expensive, higher price stuff so that I get my time back. Yeah. And so you do have to make that shift from who are you seeking the people who value money? Or are you seeking the people who value time? A lot of people have a hard time attracting or going after or messaging or starting conversations with people who are different than them or have different values than them at the, maybe the time that they are offering these. So again, I'm not saying you can't become a time value totally. person, but I think a lot of people value money right in the beginning of their businesses or even a couple years in Yeah, they value their money. They're making money and they want to keep it and I'm never going to spend it. And so I would rather spend more time getting, you know, to understand these other aspects than pay somebody else who already knows it to just do it for me. And yeah. so I think it's a like attracts like scenario. Yeah. And so for it's a lot easier for people who value time to talk to people who value time or talk to people who value money. But people who value money have a very difficult time talking to people who value time. Like, it's just like, it's a completely different shift that you have to go through to believe that your time is that valuable, right? And again, the whole notion of VIP days, like I'm only giving people four hours of my time and they're paying me $3,000. That is a shift very similarly in that same vein. So I think that there's something to be said about what needs to happen in that shift. Because again, if people don't believe that their own time is valuable, then they're going to have a really hard time finding clients who do Yep. because they can't speak that language. They can't connect. They can't fully encompass what it's like and what their clients are looking for because they don't live that out themselves. And I'm not saying that they need to change, but you have to change the way you're thinking in order to speak that language. So in terms of the like final speech, which is going to be, it sounds like 20 minutes of content and 10 minutes of pitching. Where do you think that they're at by that point in the program that like, are there any kind of last selling points you have to make at that point in the program to just like tip them over the edge? What has happened in the two days is they have felt the community that we built across the two days because our live chat was like, fire like it was wow. going so fast yeah and one I had no idea what was going on in the chat I couldn't even read it yeah. and because I had to focus on actually doing it but my team was like in there like every you know there was one person who was assigned it but like there were three people who ended up having to like manage it because yeah. it just like amazing and I actually printed it out because I wanted to read what the heck was going on totally. um, and it was like 117 pages of a transcript like it was banana pants so a lot of the people who joined from the conference were because the chat was fire and they were like, I love these people like me. They like understand me. We have fun together and I don't want this to end. So Mm -hmm. if these are the people who are going to the program that I want to go into, 
So that's yeah. very helpful. So the community aspect, I feel like sells some of it. I think that the fact that we share so many different varieties of VIP days helps because we have 26 different speakers, yeah. all sorts of VIP days we're talking about. And I think at this time, they're still probably wrapped up in, is this going to work for me? Special mm-hmm. snowflake syndrome, yeah. which we're going to try and, and alleviate a little bit. We're doing like a pre-party week and two sessions. I'm doing a session on like your VIP day idea. And then if you have current VIP days that aren't selling, we'll talk about those. So those are two mm-hmm. different sessions that are happening even before the event starts. Okay. And then I'm also doing a hot seat on day one. So I think there will be some of that, but almost like if there was just like, my brain thinks in formulas, obviously like yeah. systems, but just like, I'm picturing like, if you believe this about yourself, if you like believe and know this about yourself, then like you can do VIP days. Yeah. Like almost like if you can say yes to these two statements then this statement is also a yes. Like, yeah. What um, do you think those things are? Like, what are the pre-qualifiers both internally and externally? Mm-hmm. I think the, like, if you believe or have like actually have helped somebody with the transformation with a transformation, whatever yours is, like then like VIP days are for you. And to wrap this up, you know, after the session, honestly, I felt really smart. And I told Helena that and I was like, why don't we have a conversation every day? But it was really helpful because she asked really inquisitive questions as somebody who actually is a student inside my done in a day program. You know, she gets it from the extent of, you know, she was the person before the program and is now the person after the program and, and has seen and experienced the amazingness of VIP days. And so it was really awesome to have that perspective and that curiosity in the conversation that we had. And the reason I went with Helena is because I want my talks to be similar to TED Talks, which is what her specialty is. So go and check her out. Her details will definitely be in the description. So you can go and check her out and everything. But she also, again, is is a student and is a part of our community. And so, you know, what I really came out of the session with, and then, you know, later that day, she came and sent the actual outline and bullet points for my talks. And she did it so well. And it's really interesting, because I felt like all I did was talk for three hours. And somehow she made it (laughs) seem concise and clear, which I really appreciated. And I can't wait to be sharing that content with you guys at the virtual conference. So if you have not signed up, what are you waiting for? It is going to be such a blast. Go over to doneinadayvirtualconference.com. Sign up there, get yourself a ticket, come and join us. It's going to be a ton, ton, ton of fun with, again, speakers that are talking about Enneagram and how to market your VIP days. We talk about buyers of VIP days and what their psychology is behind why they choose VIP days over other types of service offerings to purchase. So we've got the pretty much the whole gamut set up. And I'm so, so excited and honored for every speaker, all 26 of them, women, brilliant, brilliant women entrepreneurs um, who are going to be sharing their feedback as well on, you know, their VIP days, their structures, how they market, why they love them, all the things. So definitely go and check it out. And I cannot wait to see you inside. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.